This past Renovate, we were joined by the lead singer of Need to Breathe, Bear Reinhardt. It was a night where we were all just kind of in awe of how stinking talented that guy is. He's from Nashville, but while he was in Fort Worth, we were able to catch him in the studio and just sit on the couch and chat about his life, chat about Jesus, anxiety, worship, doubt, talked about college football, among a lot of other things. We hope you enjoy getting to listen in on this backstage conversation. All right. I am here with Bear Reinhardt. Bear, thanks for being here. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, I know you got a lot on your plate, and the fact that you'd come and hang out with us in Fort Worth uh, means a ton to us. So this is a big blessing. Um, and one of the things with our ministry is we we really want to get to know people well. And so we just thought, man, let's take 30 minutes and chat with you and get to know you well. Um, and so I'd love to hear just your story, kind of where you grew up, uh, specifically yeah. small town, right? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up. Um, my dad actually was a was a, a church camp um, leader. I don't know what you would call it. They called it in South Carolina. They called it the decap. He was the uh, okay. leader of the youth in the state of South Carolina for Assembly of God when I was a kid. So I grew up on a campground in this town called Possum Kingdom, South Carolina, which I know there's a Possum Kingdom lake uh-huh. here in Texas. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we um, just grew up in the boonies, like doing that and. Honestly, it was a blast and a perfect really? way to grow up. I mean, really? it's just um, campground life is um, pretty awesome. You, I walked around like I own the place, um, of course, and uh-huh. got in plenty of trouble. But um, I, I, uh, we left there, and my dad became a pastor of a church that was sixty people, maybe, wow. in a town called Seneca, South Carolina, so close to Clemson University. Yeah, um, and grew that thing into you know whatever something. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of my. I learned to play music. Um, in that, you know, I, I had a job. I was, uh, my job was cleaning the church on the weekends <laughs> and it was one of these old Pentecostal churches like with uh burgundy carpet and the whole deal. And I cleaned so it all day and it still looks I carpeted dirty. that. I, I vacuumed a lot of carpet and, um, and I kind of learned how to play guitar from that. There were the, the worship leader would leave the guitar out on the stage and I, and I noticed there were chords and like how to, you know, make the chords. With your no brain. way. And, and, um, and pretty easy songs to learn, you know, it's like, Oh sweet. I'm going to do this. Cause I'm, I don't want to be working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it kind of grew from that. I, I started you when you, Kind of probably, first picked up the probably sixteen or so, wow, fifteen okay. or so. Yeah, um, yeah. I was I was totally into sports growing up. Southern, you know, redneck is. Um, <laughs> I just sports my mom thing. was a piano teacher, and I grew up like listening to her teach kids. And I was like, I never want to do that. <laughs> Whatever that is, I, I'm out on that. Um, and so, of course, like later when I got to college and I was, you know, really more into music, I went and begged her to give me some lessons. Yeah. Yeah. I need some theory here to, yeah. um, now, okay. Now college, you, I mean, you talk about sports, you were like a stud wide receiver, right? I don't know if I can uh, confirm that or, but Wikipedia I can't deny said it. You were, okay. Yeah. Now, where'd you uh, go to college? I went to Furman university. So and you were starting wide receiver at Furman. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I read that you like broke records. Yeah. You still um, got those records? Did somebody else come along? I got a few of them. You I got do? a few of them, yeah. What's the record uh, you still hold on to that you're most uh, proud of in your college football career? <laughs> it's it's silly, but I think the punt return average is one of my... Really? That was the most frightening thing in my life. Yeah. Um, even till this day. But, I would hate to be a punt returner. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What did, you know, what did it look like for you growing up? Did you... I mean, to be a... To be a starting wide receiver at a university, did you think you were going to be a football player? Did you always want to be a musician? Uh, I didn't want to be, I don't think I wanted to be a musician until I got to college, um, at least as a job. I was like, yeah, I was just, I was messing around with it. But it, for me, writing songs came naturally. So um, it, it became clear that I was going to have some either a band or I wasn't going to mm. do it. I just wasn't, 
I wasn't trying to learn a bunch of people's songs. I wasn't trying to be the best player in the world. I was just trying to like, um, so when I first started learning to play, play guitar, that was the first thing that happened. And bands, I started being in bands like when I was, I don't know, 17 maybe. Yeah. Um, and then it became bigger to me, um, I think, when I got to college, when it became pretty clear that everybody didn't grow up the same. <laughs> um, and I, I think I had this natural, I mean, if you, like a pastor's kid has this perspective on things um, because you come to the, I, I wasn't bitter about it. I, I went in church, I was super involved and I was, you know, uh, but it was more like, man, that visitor came and you said this thing and you didn't explain it. And now I'm like, I, I was like, it just feels like you're talking a language they don't understand. And I don't, I don't, you can't do that basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, was like, I don't feel safe to bring these people. Cause I feel like you're kind of going off the rails or you're playing sure. in your own sandbox. And I, I don't, sure. so I think to me, college was, was, um, a multiplier of that. It just felt like, um, people didn't relate to the same phrases that people use and all this yeah. kind of, you know, I remember some kid asked me when I was a freshman, like, how's your walk? I was like, I think I'm walking fine. But there was some of that stuff like really yeah. bothered me. And, yeah. and, and I think, um, that just led into us, you know, the band starting and, and realizing, Oh, maybe we're not meant for, I don't know, mainstream church or whatever, whatever that is. Like yeah. it, um, that we would play these festivals and it was like, um, it would feel like some people got it and some people didn't. And it took us a while for us to realize like, that's okay. That's what you're here for. Um, you know, we had this record called the outsiders and yeah. that was really birthed out of this idea, um, that I think we're here for the people that don't want to be here. <laughs> I think maybe we're not supposed to be the biggest band at this Christian festival. I think we're the only, the people that are, are, are kind of on the outskirts are going to get what this is. And that's why we're here. And maybe we need to be okay with that. Not even okay with it, but like see that that's like our calling. Yeah. Um, and so I think that really, um, I don't, I don't know if not, you know, the pastor's kid thing certainly informed it and then being a golf player informed sure. it and then. Um, but I honestly just think was like a critical thinker. Yeah, <laughs> part that of makes it. sense. Yeah, well, uh, I, I read about this guy named Jesus, and I feel like that's how he modeled his ministry. I think, yeah. I mean, he, he loved the outsider. That's yeah. who he spent his time yeah. with the guys on the fringes. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that probably, uh, you know, gives me peace about this whole thing is is the idea. Um, it just, Jesus was hard to pin down. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't about the so many people got him wrong. So yeah. Many people so many people. And they always think, everybody thought like every time, it seemed like every turn, it's like, oh, I know what he's about to do. Yeah. And then he does the opposite. And it's like, there's something really freeing about that. And I think, I think, um, I mean, we grew up, you know, I'm 41. So I grew up in this like postmodern world as, <laughs> as you did too. And, and there's some stuff that lines up with that idea of like, you know, maybe we don't know it all. Maybe we don't have all this fear. And maybe, you know, we're going to look back on this in 20 years and be like, I wish I wouldn't have said that or made that the rule or, yeah. you know, those kind of things. So I feel like I've, li I've lived a several lifetimes in that and organized awesome. religion enough to know, like, um, that's not the answer. Jesus is the answer. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's kind of where we that's great. live. Yeah. We're doing this series uh, next spring, all on doubt. So our January renovate is going to be the beauty of doubt, and I—I I mean, I so relate to that, and I think our our people do too. I think so many of us feel like it's not even safe to have doubts, and sure. so we really want to walk into this conversation of. For me, it was when I was a young adult. All of a sudden, I was like, "Do I really believe this?" And mm. you know, I just had kind of inherited my parents' faith, which was a sweet faith, but it hadn't been made mine yet. Um, 
but we don't know, is it okay to have those doubts in your world, navigating a preacher kid, navigating the world of college football? And the, I mean, now being a rock star and traveling, I mean, you, what you get exposed to sure. is great people. How do you, uh, how do you manage that? How do you manage your doubts? How do you kind of walk through that? How would you encourage somebody else who is trying to pursue Christ and they're running into doubts? Yeah, it's, that's an interesting question. I, I, I'll be hesitant and being too prescriptive. Sure. That's <laughs> that makes wise. Sense, but, that's wise. But I think, I think for me anyways, you know, um, the things that the simple things about my faith have been the things that have, uh, continued to ring true. And I, I think also, um, there's just, it's, I mean, if, if I, I look at it this way, like it's, it's, it's mysticism at best. Huh. Right. We're believing yeah. in something that's just, it's far fetched. It's like, it's faith, you know, yeah. some of my buddies in this band, Johnny Swim, he's always talking about, um, you know, like we, Jesus is a zombie and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or whatever. It's like, if you look at it that way with those terms, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's, it's far fetched. And it, and I think there's an element of, um, I, I would lean towards, uh, some of that experience as being, um, the thing that makes it true as much as the teaching has, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I there's something about it. Like I, I, like in my opinion that God has, has been just beyond just gracious, but just like that relationship has been so, um, um, crazy to me because it works opposite. And what I mean by that is like, the closest I've ever been to God is the worst I've been. Hmm. You know, I, I think, I think if I would say, um, or at least for me, surrender is kind of like that is the posture that we're all kind of working for. Yeah. And in order to get there, you have to realize it yourself personally. And some people's roads, and I don't know who we're talking to here, who's listening to this, sure. but like some people's roads have to go a little wider than others. Mm -hmm. Some people, some people it's a little easier to believe and some people it isn't, yeah. you know? And I think, um, I, I look at people more like that now of like, maybe your road's pretty wide here, you know, but yeah. like, that doesn't mean I'm losing faith in it. Yeah. Um, when do you get to the point where you're like, I don't think this is what I wanted or I, I feel like I need God at this point. Yeah. You know? That's so um, great. So I don't know. That's, that's to me, you know, it's, it, I talk a lot about this idea of redemption and this J curve stuff and all that, like yeah. just that, you know what I mean? It's all this yeah. stuff about like you, there, a fall becomes before the rise and maybe there's something as sacred about the fall as there is the rise. And mm. we put a lot of emphasis on that idea of like, now I'm cleaned up and ready to go and I believe and all sure. that stuff. But couldn't it be that like that process of, of, um, you getting ready to be able to do, accept something as crazy as God, yeah. you know, maybe that's also beautiful too. Absolutely. Um, and so, I don't know, that's, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. The, I mean, the grace of God is so much sweeter because we've experienced those hard things. The sure. kindness of God, the kindness of God is what leads us to repentance. And that kindness meets us in those low moments. Sure. That's great. I love that. Um, I, I wonder, you know, too, with, you being a creative person, we have this obviously creative God who's created people uh, to to bring him glory ultimately. And that doesn't just sure. mean in a church when you check a box sure. on a Sunday, it means just being using your gifts. And, and so often worship is put in this little box as opposed to worship being an architect building a beautiful building and a painter sure. painting a beautiful painting and a tree blowing in the wind, reminding people of their creator. For you, Bear, you're a crazy, creative, talented, gifted guy. What does that creative process look like for you in songwriting? How has it been worshipful uh, in yeah. that sense? And what's that process look like? You know, it's changed over the years. It really has. It's like, um, and I think you learn things about yourself and it, and obviously that plays into that. I mean, I think where I'm at right now um, is this feeling of like, I, it, 
it's very childish. You know, <laughs> we talk about that phrase a lot about, you know, we come to you like a child. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, what does that mean? Um, it, I, I really feel like now when I get in the studio to write a song or whatever it is, I, I wrote a ton of songs during the pandemic as an example, you know, and I was like, man, I really want to, I really want to take the hands off the wheel somehow. And like, if, if creativity is catching inspiration, um, you know, how much of a role do I play in that? You know, like at least the beginning of it. And I've found that it's really not that big of a, a role <laughs> to me. I feel like, um, the things that, that God gives me to sing about and talk about are totally, um, I don't know, God given. They're not, they're not, um, not ideas that I had. I think I go into, I hear a record that we made and I always think like, man, so few of those thoughts were my thoughts. Hmm. And I, I'm really proud of that because I think that's, that's kind of, in order to get there, I think you have to be, okay, maybe I don't have it all figured out. I don't know what the next step is. So let me figure out what God's telling me right now. Yeah. Like what, what's happening in my life right now. And that's kind of the beauty. I don't have to be so smart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like the music, it's nice to, you know, just be like, man, this is the way I'm feeling right now. And that feeling is what translates to people the most. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, Hey, this is what you ought to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I feel like that so ties to that idea you mentioned earlier of surrender. I mean, sure. so much of that process has got to be, I got to get out of the way and kind of surrender to that. Yeah. I mean, it, we see it in John 15, the idea of abide, abide in me and I will produce the fruit. Sure. And so often we just try to muster up the fruit yeah. and it's pretty clear. Hey, I mean, the designer says, just surrender, abide in me. Uh, yeah, how do you I think do can, that? How do you get to that place? I think it's tough. I mean, I think it's tough. I think, I think our, um, we're just built to control. We want to control. We need to, you know, like we need it. And, and there's an element of that just that, especially it gets harder. I think as the band has gotten bigger, Sure, there's that feeling of you finish a record and it was successful. Now, now what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Expectations are probably <laughs> yeah. just. Yeah. And, and, and whether that's real or not, it's just the way I, I, you feel as a person, yeah. you know, you're like, I need to create this thing. Um, so there's some, there's some beauty in the fact of like, I, I'm, I hope this is going to get taken taken care of, but this all, the gospel is also not a winning story. <laughs> not on the front end, yeah. <laughs> like to me, it just feels like okay, we all you know, like this is it's a sacrificial thing, it's a yeah. servanthood thing. It's like it just this is not a guarantee um, that we all win big and we all get rich and yeah. the band crushes and that's not yeah. that that I don't think we look at the fruit in that way yeah. and say, Oh, that was God. That's what that was. Yeah. You God know? is not our vending machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want. Yeah. So I think for me, um, that eases some of that thing. And I hope it does. I hope that does for other people listening to our music. It's just like me being vulnerable. I think hopefully, uh, encourages other people to be that way. And it's like, man, you don't have to have it figured out. It's not, that's not the point of this. Like, um, it's not, it's not for you to join the club. It's not, you know yeah. what I mean? To like, yeah. anyway, that's, that's, um, me right now I feel like is um that's if if I can find a piece when I'm making music that's that's really what it is it's like man the best stuff I've made has not come from me it's been when I've been in the moment because that moment was given to me mm-hmm. and these gifts were given to me and I'm playing in that sandbox in a very free way that's awesome um, you know so that's the goal that's awesome has kids changed that for you like has has having having boy you got three kiddos yeah three little boys yeah um six four and one wow I got an eight-year-old um, and a five-year-old. Yeah, and they change. I mean, they change yeah. me. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the kids thing definitely has changed me. Um, you know, I don't. I, I, I talk about it like the boys. Like when I first, you know, just was a father. 
then I'm sure this will change over the years. It's like, it is what it is. You, you know, they grow up and you learn that you don't know anything <laughs> again. Yeah. But, but I think seeing my, you know, four year old come in the room, just butt naked and being like, Hey, I'm here. I love, you, you know, whatever. <laughs> There's something about that. It's like, man, that's the best art I've seen. Totally, it's like that yeah. guy is totally in this moment and has no talk about insecurities about it. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Um, and you know, there's a, there's a line on our last record that probably my favorite lyrical thing we've ever written about, um, about this. It's a metaphor really about this, about like, you know, when you, when you're, you bring your kids in from the car when they've fallen asleep on a trip <laughs> and it's like, the kid is just so they're, they're so trusting. Like I'm okay. I can fall asleep in this car because my dad's going to take me in and take care of me. And it's, it's, you know, there's an element to that that I would like to have. I'm very envious of that. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know that, that seems simple, but truly that's what, like, I think what we aspire to, um, as a band is to kind of walk in open-handed instead yeah. of, you know, we got these great ideas and this is what, this is where, this is what God's going to say or yeah. whatever, you know, we, um, what a so. sweet, what a sweet picture, man. I want that. I want that for myself. I want that for our people that we would be people who trust the father carrying us. It's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. We want to take it in our own hands. We want to do it ourselves. Uh, that surrender, that trust is tough, man. Just to kind of wrap up our time. Um, what, how can we encourage you? How, what do you got? going forward what's next for you next chapter yeah. what are the things you're excited about how can we be praying for you how can we be rooting for you from fort worth yeah i i think um you know it's mostly staying in that in that moment i think I th we just finished up a big tour and you know it was a 38 city thing and it was all during the covid stuff so it's like just so many um problems going into it and things that we had to get around you know and and it felt like a real victory and we i i you know told my wife this is like the the minute the last show ended I immediately got this real heavy feeling of like what's next hmm. you know I got this feeling of like what's the next record going to be about what's you the always get that I I think so but even more now it just it just feels um for whatever reason it's just it's made itself I'm sort of the visionary of what the band does you know so um I I hate that I'm also <laughs> very like skittish about that idea you know sure. um so I think for me, that's, that's probably where I need the most, you know, peace is just like, this will come again. If God intends to use this thing, um, then he'll give you the right message to say, you that's know, awesome. um, and, and okay with the fact, like it's a whole identity idea that everybody goes through in the thirties or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that I've learned that lesson in a lot of ways, but just the, this remembering it is the biggest deal, yeah. you know, um, of like, I'm not the band and I'm also not the, the hope of the world or you know <laughs> yeah, I mean? praise God I'm, for that. Yeah, There's totally, freedom in that though. Totally. I don't have to take that sort of weight to it. Uh -huh. So the idea was like, man, it's just playing music and you're you're talking about the things that God's like given you and and let you go through and 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 um that's what you get to describe. So just do that. That's so cool. That's awesome. I love that. So you're kind of in, in between. You don't have this project you're about to do. You're kind of in this in between. We don't. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's crazy to say that because we have uh, our whole year next yeah. year booked already, and wow. all these big plans and <laughs> all these great things that are happening. But to me, the more pressure is kind of like create. Okay, what do we? Yeah, what, what do we create? say next? Yeah. And and um and you know, and that's also I might be a line if I didn't say that. Like that also is what I love about the job. You know, I love that. Like I I I told a bunch of people this like I just I don't feel um I, I can't enjoy the sort of wins as much anymore um not not because you shouldn't enjoy them or anything I don't mean that just what I love about it is the work 
That's what I love about being a musician. That's what I love about, I love being in there at the beginning of a day writing a song. I don't know what the song is going to be about. That's what I love. And I, you get to the afternoon, you're like, I think we got something. That's There's something beautiful about, and that will That's be cool. better than selling out the arena. Sure, sure. Um, so I think that to me, it's just the reminder of that and like living in that instead of, you know, just getting too ahead of yourself where you're like, oh, next fall, we're going to mm-hmm. do this big thing. It's going to mm-hmm. change everything. It's like, yeah. you know, um, and so. You know, That's great. I feel like you're probably timid to ask this, but I feel like you're trying to ask me if you want to do a collaborative project with me so we can talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. I'm not musically any. talented, but I'm good with the triangle. Okay. That's kind of my sweet spot. So we just that. We don't have a think about how, my, how yeah. my people talk to you guys. Right. Well, let me let me end on this then. Last question. Just give us a sentence. If you, you know, we got a lot of, we're a ministry of young adults in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Young adult struggling with all the things that this world has produced in our life, especially in the last couple of years. Anxiety, uh, I mean, just the the chaos of not knowing sure. the in-between, right? You're, yeah. you're kind of out of the college world. You don't know really what your life is supposed to look like. Maybe you're single. Maybe you don't know what your career is going to be. How would you encourage a young adult uh, just in this ministry to to hold on in this season of just anxiety? Sure. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think I think my favorite phrase probably is I trust God in you. <laughs> um, and I think that says a lot about, um, you know, I, I think your journey with God is your journey with God. And I think it, it becomes really easy to feel like I'm not normal here. You know, these doubts I'm having are not normal. These, these struggles I'm having are not normal. These, whatever it is. And, and I'm not, I'm not even here to normalize the struggles. I'm saying that I I feel like wherever you're at, maybe God has this, like there, maybe God's teaching you something that's really unique to you, you know? And I, I do believe that. I feel like everybody has this redemption story that's happening and whether it finishes or doesn't finish, it's, it's not, that's not necessarily as important, (laughs) you know, when it, when it comes into the finish line doesn't, you know, and so, um, I, that may not be super encouraging to people. Yeah, I, think it is. I don't know, but I think it should take the pressure off of yeah. like, man, there's no, we're not trying to arrive. Yeah. That's not, you know, we are in the, in the, whatever, you know, you'd say that we're in the here, but not yet, you right. know, whatever, all those, yep. like, however you want to say it, I, I think that's, that's what we're living in. We're living in some tension mm-hmm. and, and, um, and I would just say like really pour into those things, those failings and, and that idea of surrender, like really take a look at them, hmm. you know, see what God's teaching you through them rather than think what's next or how do I get past this or how do I conquer this? Um, there's probably a better, a bigger lesson in it, you know, um, and understanding like, like what God's doing in that moment. So appreciate you, man. Really Dude, do. Thank you. Brother. Thanks so much for coming. And, and we're excited to keep rooting you on from Fort Worth. Dude, thanks, man. Man, we love getting to spend the evening with Bear. One of the things that really struck me about him uh, was here he is, this rock star who travels the country and gets nominated for Grammy Awards and sells out arenas, and yet he really is a very genuine guy, and his faith is something that he's willing to wear on his sleeve. And not only his faith, but also his doubts. And it was really interesting to just kind of get to hear from him honestly of how his doubts have shaped him how he's continued to pursue Christ, uh, continued to chase after this God who is good uh, and continues to be kind to him. And so our hope is that not only this conversation is a blessing for you, but uh, our hope is that this ministry can be a blessing for you, that we are a group of people who are willing uh, to honestly look at doubts, uh, not be scared of them, but be a safe place to approach our doubts and then bring them before a God who we believe is not only true, but a God who we believe is good and worth following. We're going to be jumping into this new series on doubts in the spring. And if you want to join us, we'd love to have you come and be a part of this community. Uh, Any information about our ministry, you can find in the show notes. God bless you.